Praise the Lord. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Praise God. This Sunday morning, September 13th. Um, amen. Glory to God. Just uh, had a birthday yesterday. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> amen. And my family with me. So it was a good day yesterday. Amen. Amen. Had a good time. Um, and just praying that God is blessing you this morning uh, as we continue to press ahead in 2020. Amen. A year for the books. I ain't going to say what book. Amen. But <laughs> my gosh. Amen. But God is still good and we still believe in God and trusting him, especially now, because if we don't, um, it's very, very difficult to to keep our heads up and to keep pushing it, keep pushing forward. But when we know we have God on our side, it allows us to believe that we can um we can still achieve and we can still accomplish in spite of everything that's going on. And so we Amen. praise God for that. Um, on this morning, this Sunday morning, uh, we're going to go to to the book of Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 12 and 13. As God speaks to us on this morning. So Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13. And begin reading in verse 12. I'm going to start in the King James Version this morning. And it says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Amen. Amen. Let me read that again. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name for the reading of your word. We yes, thank Father. you, God, that you desire to speak unto us today a word that will strengthen us in our faith, that will bring us closer to you. Yes, and so, Father God, we pray that your will will be done right now in the name of Jesus, that you will speak now from heaven and that you will bless us here on earth to hear your voice and to heed your call. Father, we thank you for the leading of the Holy Spirit. He is our teacher. He leads yes. us into all truth, which is your word. And so, Father God, we are blessing you even now, God, for uh, that we shall be transformed, that we shall be changed, oh God, because of what you shall share with us on this morning. Have your way with it. Yes. And God, I just pray a blessing for everyone under the sound of my voice today that they will receive um, from you on this morning that which they need, oh God. Father, you know the different needs that we all have. Yes. And Father, I'm praying that everyone will have their needs met according to the will of God. Father God, bless me now to continue to do what you have called me to do. I can't do it alone. So Father God, yes. I just humble myself under your hand. Use me for your glory and may you be exalted through it all. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we read Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. And 
Um, God has a, he's sharing with us today from the title of God is working on me. God is working on me. And, you know, if we cut right to the chase, we can say this, and that is no matter what you may or may not have accomplished at this point in your life, there's encouragement in this, and that is that God's not finished with you yet. Amen. Right? God's not finished with you yet. You know, he's still working on you. Um, if you've accomplished a lot, on the one hand, it's encouragement because you know that you still have more that you can accomplish and that you will accomplish because God is still working on you. And so, in many ways, you can say, I've done some things and praise God for that. But the best is yet to come. I still have more. Right? Amen. It doesn't matter who you are. I mean, you could be a professional. You could be, you know, um, a student. Um, you could, you know, own your own business. You could be a school teacher. No matter what your profession, whatever you've accomplished up to this point, maybe you've gotten your degrees. Well, that's fine. You've accomplished that. Praise God for that. You know, you've the first in your family to go to college. And not only that, then you went to post-secondary. Praise God for that. Now you're building your career. Praise God for that. You've accomplished some things, but God is still working on you. Amen. And there's still more that you can do. And so it's an encouragement for those who have accomplished. But it's also an encouragement for those who haven't accomplished anything yet or who haven't quite hit their stride or who have suffered setbacks. Right? There are a lot of people who, who are saying on this morning, I should be further along than where I am right now. Right? Now, whether that's true or not, that's how they feel. I should be further along than, than where I am right now. Or they know that they've squandered some opportunities or they've had some failures in their life. Life sometimes goes sideways. It doesn't always just go in a straight line. You know, sometimes it veers off the path. And if that has happened, the truth that God is working on you can be an encouragement because you know, my story's not over yet, right? God is still working on me. So whether you've accomplished a lot or whether you're in that place where things have been kind of rough and things have not exactly unfolded the way you wanted them to or thought they would, you can yet be encouraged and strengthened in your spirit by just knowing that God is working on you Amen. right um and so therefore your story is not yet complete and in our scripture text uh, paul exhorts um, the church at philippi in verse 12 where he says you know work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and a few things we want to point out there is that Paul, first of all, says that you ought to work out your own salvation. Mm -hmm. uh, work out your own salvation. Um, you know, because God saved you, God saved you, God saved me, saved him, saved her, right? Um, salvation is of the Lord, and it's something that we have to personally receive. And, you know, that means that, you know, we have enough to work out our own salvation, to walk out that great gift that God has given us and not try to get into other people's business and help them to, to you know, and I say help, overly help them 
to do certain things. So we can help people. We're mm-hmm. called to help people, to strengthen people, to be there for people. You know what I mean? We're supposed to help one another. But it's yet up to each one of us. We're personally responsible for our own house. Right. Right. And so, you know, work out your own salvation, right? Don't, you know, Jesus, you know, talked about when in, in the area of judgment, right? Don't try to change somebody else so much, you know, because they got a speck in their eye when you have a plank in your eye. Mm-hmm. The part of it is you got, you have enough work to do to get the plank out your own eye before you're worrying about your brother's little speck, you know? Um, so do take care of yourself. Because there's enough work to do with working out the great salvation that God has placed inside of you without you getting too involved in my stuff. And and there's enough that I have to do without me getting too involved in your stuff. Do we help each other? Yes. But in the end, you have to work out your salvation. Mm -hmm. I have to work out mine. It's sort of like Jesus told to Peter when Peter, you know, Jesus said, feed my sheep. And, you know, Peter looks at John and go, what about him? And Jesus said, what's that to you? Feed my sheep. What's he saying? He has something I have for him to do. I have something for you to do. Focus on what it is that you have to do. And that's what we have to do. You know, sometimes, you know, we can get a little bit too concerned about other people. And again, it's a balance. You're concerned about them, but to a point. Not to the point where you now believe that it's up to you to tell them what they're supposed to be doing, right? Right. We are called. We should help them do what God has told them to do. Um, but when it comes to our salvation, Paul said, "Work out your own salvation," and that's enough work for us on our, uh, you know, uh, by itself to occupy a lot of our time. <clears throat> and if we did that, we wouldn't be so. We wouldn't meddle in other people's lives. Um, but the other thing is, too, that in, in, in this working out your own salvation, it, we, we're working out what God has worked in. Because when God saved us, he, he gave us a new nature. Mm-hmm. Peter says that um, we are partakers of the divine nature. And just think about that. I don't know if we often think about that our nature has been changed from the sinful nature that we have to now we have a divine nature. We have God's nature on the inside of us. If you're saved, Mm -hmm. we're partakers of his nature. You know, Paul said that what, that that they that be in Christ are new creatures, we're new creations, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a new nature, we have a divine nature, we're new creations. And that's something that God put inside of us when he saved us right he put that on the inside of us but now it's up to us to what paul is saying is to work that out god has worked it in Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like he's put it in us right but now we have to work that thing out of us we have to do what certain things so that what's in us now can come out you know we um God, that's how God works. He works from the inside out, right? So he did something on the inside of us. And now what Paul is saying is that we, each one of us, who, as we work on our our own salvation, as we look to work out our own salvation, we then have to work out what God has worked in. 
And I just want to take a step back because I just realized something. When, when Paul says work out your own salvation, we understand it's, it's God's salvation, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, you and I can't save ourselves. Right. But what he's saying is that at, now that God has saved you, right? That's a personal thing. He saved you, right? That's why if God saved your grandma, you can't say, I'm going to heaven. Right. But grandma saved, right? You guys, you guys had your own, mm -hmm. right? God got to save you. But once he saved you, now he's saying, work it out. And we got to work out what, what, what he has, what he has worked in. And he says here that we have to work it out with fear. We have to work it out with fear and trembling, mm -hmm. meaning that we have to work it out with, with awe and with, um, what I would say is like a deep reverence. Right. Yeah. In other words, mm -hmm. we shouldn't diminish what God has done. We should have a, 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 a healthy wonder and awe. The fact that God saved us is, mm -hmm. is a miraculous thing because we couldn't save ourselves. No matter how many good things, if we were able to live a whole life doing the best that we can as far as good deeds and all the rest of it, it would not be enough right. to satisfy the requirement for sin, right? And so it wouldn't be enough. We couldn't save ourselves. And so the fact that God has worked in us this thing called salvation is one of the greatest miracles yes. in the earth. And so we have this miraculous thing on the inside of us and we shouldn't downplay it, right? Amen. We should have a healthy fear or awe and a deep reverence for it. And so that's what Paul says. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Um, but it's, it's, you know, well, let, let's go to this part. Let's go to verse 13. Because see, now as he tells us to, to do these things, when we go to verse 13, we then, we then get some good news because it lets us know that we don't have to try to do this on our own. Right. Mm -hmm. Because in verse 13, it says that God is working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So on the one hand, right, God has worked in us this great miracle of salvation mm -hmm. and something that being you know laying hold of salvation is something we could not do on our own but he's worked this in us and then god didn't just say okay you're saved it's in you now go ahead and be saved right he then he then comes alongside the and he's worked in us it says both to will that means that we desire to and to do his good pleasure. So God is working in us both to desire to do and to actually do what he's called us to do and called us to be. So he's, he's working in us to, we want to do it and we actually can do it and we do do it mm -hmm. because he's working in us. Right. And that's mm -hmm. why if, if, if we, if we can, you know, we, we need to, you know, sometimes just, you know, confess it, be acknowledged, say it out loud. God's working on me. 
right? Yeah. God's working on me. Because when, when we know that, it, it, it changes things for us. It, 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 it takes us out from trying to take this miraculous thing that's on the inside of us, this God-given thing, right? And we're trying to do it on our own. We're trying to be what God made us to be and do what God made us to do, but we try to do it in our own strength. And what happens then? We fail. Mm -hmm. And when we fail, then we can get dejected, and then we can give up, and then we can lose hope, and we can think that, you know what, I just can't do this. But it's because we're trying to do something that God never intended for us to do by ourselves. He said, look, I put salvation in you, but now... I'm working in you and I'm working on you so that you will have the desire to fulfill that which I've placed in you. You will have not only the desire to do it, but <clears throat> you'll also will have the ability to do it. Mm -hmm. And so we can, I don't want to say relax, but we can in some ways because some of us are too uptight trying to be who God called us to be. Yeah. We're trying to check off things on a, on a mental to-do list. We're trying to, you know, do things that people are telling us we need to do every day. And, and the five steps to this and the seven steps to that and all those type of things. And, and you know, we try to, I mean, even people want to read self-help books. Yeah. Why do you want to read a self-help book when you have God help? available to you because God says I'm working in you yes. I'm working in you to do to, to want to do what I am I've called you to do and to actually do it and right. so I don't need self-help when I have God help right we have something greater we don't need a self-help book right we just need a God help book and this is our God help book and we have God who's actually helping us to do what he's called us to do and so that's why you know we can take a step back and we can just say God's working on me amen. amen God's working on me and when you know God is working on you a few things can happen right the first thing is you stop operating in your own strength you stop trying to do everything by yourself on your own Mm -hmm. You realize, no, God is working in me both to will and to do, right? He's helping me actually do what he's called me to do. Yes, yes. Right? If, let's turn for a moment to the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. And there in verse... Um, 20. It says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. Hmm. Now the, the New Living Translation says it this way. It says, May the God of peace equip you with all you need for doing his will. Mm -hmm. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. 
Now, even though it's written in the word may, it's like as if, as if there's a question about it. It's not, it's, it's sort of like, you know, when we say the benediction at the end, when we say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. It's not a may like, you know, I hope he does it. Right. It's, it's that he's done it. And, and if there's any hope involved, it's a hope that it will be a reality in your life. You know what I mean? In other words, may you actually experience in the reality of your life what God has done. Yeah. So that's what may is. It's not may like I hope God does it. No, it's that I hope you work with him closely enough that you can realize what he's done and it'll become a reality in yeah. your life. And so here where he says, may God equip you with all you need for doing his will. That's really for us to come to this understanding that I do have everything I need yes. to do his will because he's put it in me, right? And he's at work in me both to will and to do. And then the second is, may he produce in you every good thing that is pleasing to him. And what's key is it says, may he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ. In other words, not through your own power, not through my own power. If I'm going to be productive in this life the way God wants me to be productive, it's not going to be through my power. It's going to be through Holy Ghost power. It's going to be through the power of Christ. It's going to be through the power of God. And here's the thing. He's working. And so if he's working in me, in the end, what I have to do is stop trying to believe that I need to do it in my own strength. Yes. And now just work with him. Right? That's all you need to do. God's working on you. Now work with him. Mm -hmm. Right? Don't try to do everything yourself. You know, I don't know how many times we've been in a place where you ever try to figure something out. I got to figure this out. You got a problem. I got to figure this out. Yeah. Why do you have to figure it out? You got a God who already knows the answer. Now work with the God who already knows the answer and get it. Right. Don't figure it out. I got to figure out what I got to do. And sometimes, you know, people will come in the middle of your figuring and you just get a snap, crackle, pop attitude with them, right? The minute they say something to you, you snap at them, right? Why? Because they interrupted you and you figuring stuff out. I'm figuring it out. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. See, but it makes us frustrated right. because we're trying to do something that's beyond our ability to do. And that's why we get frustrated. We don't have to figure the thing out. We have to just work it out. And we work it out by working with the one who's working on us. God's working on us. And he's he knows what he's called us to do. And he's helping us to want to do it and to actually do it. Now, we just have to work with him and get into a flow with him. Okay, God, you're working on me. And I'm working with you as you work on me. Yes. Amen. I'm working with you as you work on me. And so when you know God is working on you, first thing, you stop operating in your own strength. The second thing that happens when you know that God is working on you is that you realize that your life is a process. And that means that you don't have to, on today, look at yourself and declare whether you're a success or a failure. Your life is a process and you're in the process of living. A lot of us are in the process of becoming. Some of us have achieved some things. We've become things, right? We've become a lawyer. We've become a professional. We've become a doctor. We've become a business owner and all the rest of that. Doesn't mean you don't have other becoming to do, even within mm -hmm. that accomplishment, right? Um, but 
you also may have some other becoming to do that's outside of that. There are some people who are going to end up doing things with their life right now that is nowhere near what they're doing with their life right now. They're going to end up doing some things that's nowhere near what they're doing right now because they're on the pathway to becoming. But when God's working on you, you know, I'm, in, I'm, I'm a work in progress. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm a work in progress, right? And so what does that mean? That there's going to be some good days and there's going to be some bad days. There's going to be some productive seasons and there's going to be some dry seasons. There's going to be times when you're going up. There's going to be times when you're going down. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a whole lot of times when you just remain flat. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Where nothing really is happening and everything else. And you just need to know, my life's a process. God is work, but you know something, but God's working on me, right? And, and remember what Jesus said, my father is always working. So God's not working on you today. You know how contractors are, if anybody has a house yes. and you have a contractor? You ever had your kitchen done? One of the most frustrating things about having a contractor is they'll come to your house and work today. Yeah. And maybe they'll come tomorrow. And then you won't see them for three days or a yeah. week or two mm -hmm. weeks. Why? Because they got other jobs. They're waiting for stuff to come in. They're waiting for that. Or they're just telling you all these things. They just don't feel like coming. Right. But your stuff is just sitting there, right? Mm -hmm. And, right? Because, but they're working. See, God don't work like that. Right. God doesn't work on you today, work on you, and now he's working on somebody else down the street, and so he'll get back to you after, you know, some mm -hmm. new supplies from heaven come in. No, God is always <laughs> working. working on us, right? And so even in those times when our life is going downward or, or, or it's flat, and it seems like things aren't, nothing's happening, you, right? When you know God's working on you and you know God is always working, that means God's always working on you. So you know what? Even in those flat times, you keep working with him. Amen. Even in those down times, you keep working with him. Amen. Because he is still working on you. And, you know, in that process, and, you know, as we we were talking about, there are times, man, when, you know, there's some successes, and then there's going to be some failures. Yes. But, you know, the Bible says that, that you know that a that a righteous man falls of seven times a righteous woman falls seven times and they rise up again yes right and so what happens you fell so what rise up again right why because god's still working on you right you don't fall and god looks at you and go okay that's it i'm, I'm finished with I'm you done. i'm done with you i've been working with you all this time you keep falling that's it i'm done no okay. we get up right because God is working on us. Yeah, I fell. Yeah, I failed. So many people are destroyed by the fact that they fail. Because yeah. the whole idea of failing at something. Some people don't even try to do things because they're terrified of failing. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You can't succeed many times without having some failure in your life. Mm -hmm. right? I, I believe many people who have achieved things, they can look on their life and somewhere see... Somewhere in there, there was some failure or at least some challenge, and sometimes both, right, that actually propelled you to your success. Yes. You know what I mean? You got rejected from this job, but you kept going, and now you got this other one. You know what I mean? You might have failed at this business, but you started another one, you know? it's We shouldn't be afraid of failure. Right. Because it's a process. 
This life that we live is a process, but through it all, through the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the successes, and the failures, God is still working on us. And if we just keep working with him, we'll know, okay, I fell down today, but I'm getting back up. Yeah. Right? Yep, I fell again, but I'm getting back up. And don't let the devil tell you, well, you fell seven times, that's it, that's, you're done. Amen. That seven is not literal, amen. It's that's no more right. literal than when Jesus said you forgive 70 times seven. Jesus didn't mean 490 times, right. right? And so here, the fact that it says you fall in seven times and get back up, don't start counting. Don't let the devil count and go, you know you only got one more fall, right? You fell six times. The devil is a liar, amen? It's not literal. I don't care how many times you fall. Get back up. Get right. back up. You know, there's a, in Micah chapter 7, verse 8, Micah 7 and 8, it says, Rejoice not against me, Oh, mine enemy, when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. So Micah is saying here, don't rejoice, oh, enemy of mine. Because he said, when I fall, I shall arise. Yes. Amen. See how simple that is? When I fall, I shall arise. When I fall, I'm getting back up. Why? Because God's still working on me. Okay. When I fail, I'm getting back up. Why? I got some success in my future. Why? Because God is still working yes. on me. See, when you know God is still working on you, your life doesn't get defined by these temporary setbacks. Yeah, you may have failed. And, and, you know, some people may be in a bad... It's not something that just happened, like some isolated incident. And I can get this. You may be in a situation where you seem like you're in a... You're just in a, a situation you can't get out of. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like you just can't break out of it. But even there... God is working on you, right? It, because in the end, you know, we understand something. It's not your location at any given time, whether actual location or, you know, your, you know, your position in terms of your employment or your finances or your ministry at any given time that defines you. Mm -hmm. Joseph was in prison and yet the Bible declares that he was a prosperous man. Yeah. So that didn't define him. Mm -hmm. So so we may be on lockdown. We may be in on, on, a, on the downward slope right now. But it doesn't mean that that defines us. Right. We still can be a prosperous man or a prosperous woman because God is with us. And so Micah says, when I fall, I shall arise. Not I might. Not I think about it. I shall. That's such a, a word of strength. When I fall, I'm getting back up. Yes. So now when you start to, you know, purpose to do something and someone starts talking to you, because not everybody sees what you see, right? And that's fine because you don't see what they see either. So mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make it seem like you're special or that somehow they're messed up. But, but if, if God's called you to do something, everybody around you is not going to be in agreement. And they're going to start talking. Sometimes they talk and they express doubt and they go, well, what if that doesn't happen? You know, some people say, you know what, I'm moving to California. Mm -hmm. I'm moving to California to start a new career. And you got family members say, we don't have any family in California. What are you going to do out there? What if you did? What if it doesn't happen? What are you going to do then? Right? Or right. you start telling yourself those things. Or the enemy of your soul starts whispering the what-if game, playing the what-if game with you. What if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't make it? What if you fail? What if this does? What if it does? Yeah. If you fall, what? I shall 
I shall rise. When I fall, I shall rise. When I fall, I'm getting back up. Why? Because I'm the righteousness of God in him. And when the righteous fall, they get back up again because they understand something. I'm in the midst of a process because God is still working on me. And he's always working. Whether I'm up or I'm down, he's working. Whether I'm free or I'm in prison, he's working. Whether I'm in abundance or I'm in lack, he's working. God is working on me. No matter where I am, no matter what I'm going through, I'm in the process of being worked on by the God of my salvation. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep working with him. Amen. Amen. And you say, but I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. No, he's giving you the desire. He's at work what? He's at work at you both to will, to want to do, mm-hmm. and to do. So just work with him in that. Right? And just you work with him as he works on you. And so when you know that God is working on you, right? You stop trying to work in your own strength. You realize that this is a process. And I believe that leads us to a point where we can now be patient with ourselves. Okay. Some of us, man, we are our own worst taskmaster. We beat ourselves up. Mm-hmm. We put more pressure on ourselves than other people do. I got to get this done now. I, I should have been past this by now. Says who? That's true. We do it. We, we sometimes put so much pressure on ourselves. But when we can take a step back and say, wait a minute, God's working on me. And he's equipped me to want to do what he's called me to do. And he's equipped me with the power to actually do it. And he's working on me every single day. Good days and bad days, sunshine and rain. And so if I just keep working with him, I may fall, but I can keep working with him because he's going to keep working with me. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, then you know what? I'll be patient. Because if I just keep working with God as he keeps working on me, I'm telling you this right now. I'm getting there. I'm going to get to where I, I, I'm going to accomplish yeah. the thing that God has called me to do. And maybe it's not going to happen on my timetable. But whoever said my timetable was right. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm going to get there. And you can be patient with yourself. Amen. So many of us, we, we, have, we have more patience with other people than we have with ourselves. We want to get there. We want to get it done. We have to get it done. And we, we put ourselves really in a self-imposed, self-imposed prison and in knots and everything else because we have decided we need to get there quick, fast, and in a yes. hurry. Yes. Amen. But listen, I'm not trying to say sit back on the couch, you know, and, and just put your hands behind your head and, and don't do anything. No, but just... Ease up on the gas a little bit. Amen. Don't 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 put just don't exert so much pressure on yourself because God is patiently working on each one of us, right? right? And He knows that if we just simply come come and, and get into alignment and agreement with Him, we're going to arrive at at our destiny. Right. We're going to get there, and now we just have to have that same sense. And so you know what. Be patient with yourself. Amen. You know, we often talk about um, Romans 8 and 28, right? That we know that all things work together for the good, good, right? And we know that all things work together for for good 
to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. And we say those, you know, we say that scripture often, right? Especially when we're going through stuff that's not so good. Well, all things work together for the good. And, you know, the New Living Translation, I actually like what it says, because it says explicitly what is implicitly implied in the King James Version. And we know that all things work together for the good. That's what the King James Version says. But the New Living Translation says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for good. And see, to me, that, that so it's not just happening. Because sometimes when you say all things work together for the good, it's like the earth is doing it. Right. The universe right. is doing it. It's just like stuff is just falling into place. Right. No, it's not just falling into place. It's God who's causing everything to work together for good. And so God's hand is in it, right? And so we can be patient because we know that God will work with everything. He'll work with our mistakes. He will work with our failures. He'll work with the with the abundance of supplies we have. Or mm -hmm. he'll work with the little bit of oil and meal that we have, right? right. He'll work with, you know, when we have a whole lot going on or when we just have two fish and five loaves of bread. God is working and causing everything to come together for, for our good, right? Mm -hmm. And so we can be patient. Right. And, and we can know. So, you know, you're working and things are flowing and then you hit that place called a setback or a delay because it happens. Right. You hit something, something unexpected, some unexpected bump in the road. You don't have to not go, oh, what's going to happen now? It's all, listen, God is still working. Right. God is still working. Mm -hmm. God doesn't go, oh my God, that, that unexpected bump in the road was only unexpected to us. Right. God knew that bump was going to be there. And God knows that bump is not greater than him. Right. So we can now be patient. Okay, I hit a bump in the road. I hit a setback. But is God still working? Yes, he is. Is God always working? Yes, he is. Then I'm going to keep working with him. And so, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of a, a setback and maybe there's some things that don't happen exactly when you thought it should, but keep keep working with God as he keeps working on you and you're going to get there. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and you'll get there. And so, listen, I mean, God has a purpose for each one of us. And that's, you know, that's what it says in Romans, right? Eight, for those who are called according to his purpose. Yes. And I think we have to get back to that. And let's let's do this. Um, we can end here too, I believe. We can go to Jeremiah chapter 1. We often refer to Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, where, you know, God told Jeremiah that, you know, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Mm -hmm. But I want to read that scripture and then a little bit beyond because in Jeremiah 1, verse 4, it says, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, in verse 5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So God says, Before you were conceived, I knew you. Mm -hmm. And before you were born, 
I sanctified you or set you apart. Right? You don't have to get, I set you apart. Mm -hmm. And I ordained you or appointed you. And he's talking to Jeremiah now. I set you apart and I appointed you a prophet unto the nations. Now, everyone is not set apart and appointed to be a prophet to the nation. Right. But what we all do have in common is that before we were conceived and before we were born, God set us apart and he appointed us to do certain things in the earth. Right. Doesn't mean that it's got to be in the church. God didn't set apart and appoint everybody to be a preacher or a teacher or a bishop or a church musician or an evangelist or a missionary. God set apart and appointed some people to be lawyers mm -hmm. and doctors and athletes and school teachers and professors yes. and bus drivers. And right. God has put certain things. And you know what's interesting about it is that the thing that God set you apart to do and appointed you to do are the things you want to do. Mm -hmm. See, think about it this way. You, you, you Remember we were talking about God is at work in you both to, to, to desire to do and to actually do of his good pleasure? Well, see, his good pleasure is what he created you to do. God said, I created you for my glory. He said that in Isaiah 43. So if he created you for his glory, then he put certain things in you. And now he's at work in you to desire to want to do those things. Mm -hmm. So you think about it. There are some people who desire to work with wild animals. <laughs> yeah. And you look at that and you go, never in a million years would I be in that cage with that tiger or with that lion. And you go, what in the world? But they want to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where'd that come from? God put that in them. Wow. There are some people who have a spirit of boldness and adventure to say, I got to go to the high seas or I got to go climb a mountain in the middle of the winter time. And you go, you ain't catching me doing that. <laughs> yeah. And somebody said, why not? You And what would you say? I have no desire. <laughs> That's right. To do that. But see, God played when he when he when he made us, he he set us apart to do certain things. He appointed us to do certain things. And as we grow and as we grow from from childhood into adulthood, we want to do certain things. Where does that come from? All glory goes unto God. Yeah. He, he placed that in you where you want to do that. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing that we have to tap out, tap into, understand when God made you. He set you apart and he appointed you to do something in this earth. Yes. Right? Now we work with him as he works on us to get that out. Because that's part of why he saved us. So that we can now fulfill our, our destiny that he put in us before we were even conceived. Oh, yes. So he says to Jeremiah, he said, I, I, when I, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Before you came forth, I set you apart and I appointed you to be a prophet unto the nations. And then Jeremiah says, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. I'm a child. What's he doing? He's trying to downplay what God said I put in you. Mm -hmm. How many of us do that? 
See, there comes a time when we start to realize, because God's working in us, and he's stirring things up in us, and we start to realize, man, I want to do this thing. And either because other people or ourselves, we kind of try to run away from it or tamp it down because it's too great for us. Or we think, well, I can't do that. Nobody in my family did it. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I've accomplished this. But to go to that next level, you think, well, I'm, I'm good right here. You know, listen, if, 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 if you start to get that sense that God has called you to do something great, don't you diminish it. Amen. Amen. Because mm -hmm. some there are some people right now Amen. You may be listening to this and you know that God has called you to something. You haven't shared it with, with anybody else yet because it's kind of like out there or it's too big or you think there's no way I can do that. I'm too old. Mm -hmm. Or like Jeremiah, I'm too young. Or I'm this color or I'm a woman or I'm this. Mm -hmm. Listen, if God put that in you, don't you diminish it. Look what he said to Jeremiah. He said, don't you tell me. He said, say not. I'm a child. Don't you tell me that. Don't you don't you start talking about yourself. Mm -hmm. I just I just explain to you what I've done in you. And you're going to talk about your limitations. Mm -hmm. See, that's what we do. We start to look at our limitations and God says, "Don't look at your limitations." Yes. He says, "For you shall go to all that I send thee, and whatsoever I command me, Thou shalt speak. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm called you to speak to the nations. Doesn't matter that you're young. Don't diminish it. Amen. Don't diminish what I've done by pointing to your limitations. Glory to God, right? So, yeah, maybe somebody's education is only on a certain level. That's your limitation. But don't diminish what God has done inside of you because of your limitations. Because what God has done inside of you, if you work it out, will overcome your limitations. Mm. There are many of people who haven't gone to formal education who have made some great contributions to the world of science and biology and right into the world. They weren't formally trained necessarily, right. but God worked through them. Mm -hmm. Right? And so don't think about your limitations, right? Because if God is in you, then he has the ability to overcome all of our limitations, right? So God said, don't tell me about your limitations, that you're a child. You're going to go and speak because that's what I've appointed you and set you apart to do. And in verse 8, he now says, be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, says the Lord. What do you mean, be not afraid of their faces? There's going to be some people who are going to be looking at you all cross-eyed. There's going to be some people looking at you, you know, with... with, with frowns on their faces. Yeah. There's going to be some people looking at you, you know, with their lips pursed to the side, all skeptical, like, what are you doing up in here? There are going to be some people who are going to not be working with you. They're not going to be for you. They're going to work against you. They're going to betray you. They're going to undercut you. They're going to hate on you. And know what God is saying? Don't worry about them, yes. folks. Yes. Because if I've set you apart and if I've appointed you to do something, your limitations don't matter. And, and, and the haters don't matter. And the people who work against you don't matter. Right. Right? Because I've appointed you to do this. And then he says, right? He says, the Lord put his hand and he touched my mouth. And he said, I put my words in your mouth. See, this day I have set thee over nations and over kingdoms to root out and to pull down <coughs> and to destroy 
and to throw down, to build and to plant. So because Jeremiah was anointed to speak, God touched his mouth mm -hmm. and gave him, fully equipped him with what he needed to do what God called him to do. Yes. So we need to know whatever it is God has set apart for us to do, whatever he's appointed us to do, he's touched us and he's given mm -hmm. us what we need to do that thing. Yes. And so we can, I believe, get to a place where we can stop pushing so much on our own, get out of working on our own strength, get away like Jeremiah from thinking about our limitations. Yeah, I got limitations. And I know what Clint Eastwood said that, right? Man's got to know his limitations. Yeah, that's a movie, okay? That's not scripture. Don't live your life by that. Man got to know his limitations. Yeah, you can know him, but know that God is unlimited. Amen. And there's nothing too hard for God. And there's nothing that God can't do. So we get out of our own strength. We don't worry about our limitations. We know that we're in the process. We're patient with ourselves. And if God is going to be, if God is saying, I'm working on you. And when you fall, I'm going to help pick you up. When it's dark, I'm going to light. I'm going to be light. That's what Micah said. That it, when, I, when I'm in darkness, God shall shine his light upon me. Mm -hmm. And you know something. As long as God keeps working on me, you as are within yourself. I'm going to keep working with God. Yeah. And I might fail. And I might go sideways. And I might go through some rough patches. And I might walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But I'm going to keep walking and working with God. Because God is working on me. Amen. And if that, and if, and if you know that, then again, we can go back to what we said at the top. That if you know God is working on you, it can be a source of encouragement. Mm -hmm. Whether you're in a place of accomplishment or you're somewhere short of that. Where you're still struggling to try to hit your stride. Mm -hmm. But either way, no, God's not done with you yet. And if God's not done with you yet, keep working with him and you'll see God do some great things in you and through you. Because I believe this, amen, that there are so many people who have some great things that God wants them to do. And they're being discouraged for a variety of reasons. Lord knows there's a whole lot of things that go on in this world and in our lives that can mm -hmm. discourage us and get us off track. You know, some people were running great and doing great things, and then they hit something. You know, they hit a patch of failure. They hit a patch of, dis of, of, of disappointment or discouragement, maybe some tragedy in their life. Something happened, right? And now it's like they just right. are wondering what's going to happen. And here's the thing. If you are still on this side of glory, God is still working on you. Amen. And you can get back up, and you can start working with God today. And every day, and just, you know, little by little, right? He will bring you into that place where he has always destined for you to be. Amen. Right? So it's about not giving up, being filled with hope in the midst of the struggle, and then also knowing that if, by the grace of God, you are riding a wave of success, you can go to even higher heights. Amen? And you don't mm -hmm. get complacent. So... We praise God. God's working on me. Amen. Amen. God is working on me. So 
this world better watch out because the best is yet to come. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name and we thank you, God, that you are working on us. I pray right now, God, that you will encourage uh, those who may have been a little discouraged, oh God, who may have been at the end of their rope or may just feel that what's the use? Sometimes people just lose hope and they lose desire and energy to go forward. But Father, I'm praying, God, that they have been re-energized today, oh God, by the simple truth that you are working on them. Father, may they say in their spirit, God is working on me. And Father, may that encourage them, O God. May that just uh, lift the burden off their shoulders, O God, to know that you are at work in them, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. That God, that you are stirring up the desire to do what you have called them to do. And God, you are stirring up the power that's in them to actually get it done. And Father God, as they work with you and walk with you, oh God, then whatever it is that you have set them apart and appointed them to do in this earth, they shall do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And so Father God, I thank you right now, God, that many of the righteous who have fallen are rising up even right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, they are brushing themselves off and they are forging ahead with you, knowing that if you are working with them, and then they will work with you. And Father God, see the goodness of God come to pass in their lives. And so Father God, I just pray that this word will serve as a anchor in our souls and as a word of encouragement as we go forward in our walk with you. Father, we just thank you now for all that you've done, for all that you've spoken, and Father God, that all that you shall do as we walk out this word by faith in the Son of God. And we give you praise and we give you glory for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Good to see faces of my family. Amen. In person and not in Zoom. Amen. Amen. So praise God for that. And uh, the day is going to come, amen, where all this stuff's going to be behind us. Yes. We got to believe that, amen. Let's not, let's not, you know, people say, what, this is a new normal. Like, nah, no, no. Or as Brandy would say, no, no, no. We're not, we're not having it, amen. amen. We're not having it. So we praise God until next time. We say you have blessed us.